Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, what the fuckers. Thank you for coming to the show. Welcome to the show. How are you? You're very close. I, um... <laughs> it's going to be awkward now because I've broken the wall and now you're uncomfortable and I'm a little uncomfortable and I'm just going to sit in it. It's horrible, isn't it? I, um, I'm very glad you all came. I, uh, I'm very glad that we have a great show. We have Maria Bamford. We have Doug Benson. Whitney Cummings. Chris Hardrick. Uh, Jim Earl's going to do poetry later. Jim Earl has decided that he's a poet. And Eddie Pepitone will take us out on an uh, upbeat note. I have to say hi to a couple people who are listeners. Uh, I got some criticism from someone named Aparna, uh, who was angry that I only say hi to people who live in Calcutta, uh, from that part of the world. So I have to say hi to Aparna in Nepal. Isn't that fucking exciting? That someone, like, because of podcasts? I got a letter from a guy in Iran, an email, he said, I listen to you on the train on the way to work, and I'm very appreciative of it, and I laugh a lot. I cannot give you money because they don't allow international credit cards in Iran. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, I've heard that before. I, uh, <laughs> sure, pal. Yeah, I get it. I understand. That was just for the political people in the room. I still have a few of those that hang out, even though this is not an essentially political show, because I do have some resentment towards my uh, liberal brethren, I have to be honest with you. Because I've decided that a liberal is somebody who gets up in the morning and says, God, I feel great today. But there's some people that don't. <laughs> On a personal note, I, uh, you know, I went through a divorce, as many of you know, because I talked about it compulsively for two years <laughs> on stage and wherever I could. But I, I don't know, it's not sad yet. I mean, it was sad then. I'm, I'm through the tunnel. I'm not, I'm not fucking sad anymore. <laughs> I'm over it, man. I've worked through it, okay? So leave me alone. <laughs> I, uh, I am. I'm okay with it, unless I think about the money. But I, I, I'm very relieved to not be middle of the divorce guy anymore, because I think it was draining for everybody. And, and it's... Because when you're in the middle of a divorce guy, it's just, an, you know, you only think about one thing. It's the only conversation you have. It doesn't matter where people enter it. You could be talking to anybody. It makes no difference. You'll get to the point where I'd be, like, buying a soda, and the guy would be, like, $1.50. I'd be like, oh, yeah, then she fucking, you know. It just never really <laughs> And But I, I heard through the grapevine. Well, here's the thing. is that like I'm, Because I'm not angry anymore, there's this thing that people say to me now, which is, um, you know, because they know I'm over it, they're like, don't worry she'll get hers. And, and I have this moment in my mind where I'm like, will I be notified? Is there, I mean, how do I know she gets hers if I don't give it to her? Is there a karma alert that isn't un unlike a Google alert where I will be notified that uh, she has lost a job or a finger? Or, you know, I, 
And then you don't realize whether or not you're over something until, so, like, I, I heard a rumor that she was pregnant. And, and in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, that's, you know, good for her. Good, and, and that's the dismissive good for her. The usage is not like, good for her. It's like, good for her, which, you know, is equivalent to, fuck her. You know, there's a way of saying good to her, which is the same as that. So now I've just got to deal with a head full of, like, you know, I hope her baby's born without a face. You know, like, you know. Which is not something you're supposed to say out loud. It's something people think, you know, and then you're like, it's those struggles that we have with ourselves that are supposed to dictate whether we have character or not. You're not supposed to say that shit out loud. You, you know, like, because in my head, I'm like, that's wrong, dude. You're going to fucking get, you're going to pay for that comment, even if you just think it. And then you're like, all right, well, maybe the kid will just be a drug addict. Is that okay? Is that reasonable? <laughs> because I know if I got a karma or like, baby born without face, I'd be like, oh, I feel bad because I said... That kid will probably be a drug addict anyway. So if some of you listened to the show where I interviewed Zach and uh, my friend um, Dean, I uh, was talking to Dean, a f childhood friend from junior high, and I brought up my mother, because he brought up my mother, saying that he remembers my mother walking around the kitchen with, with see-through clothes on. Which is true. It's true. My mother did do that. I, didn't, it, I wasn't happy about it. But my mother was like that, and uh, I talked about it because, you know, he brought up her flirting with my friends, and I said, well, I don't know if she fucked any of my friends. I should ask her. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I talked to her before I dro the episode dropped, and she's like, I can't wait to hear the second part. And, <laughs> and I had forgotten that I said that until I listened to the second part, and I'm like, oh, no. And then I get this email. As Miss C.A. said to Larry King, that was inappropriate. <laughs> Harmless flirting is a far cry from the other thing. <laughs> Just so you know, I never cheated on your father. Pretty dumb, huh? <laughs> Love, Mom. Now, this one I want to read before I bring Marie out because I, I, I wasn't sure how to take it. It wasn't sent to my website. I kind of know this person. She's a real... Uh, real lefty and a, and, a, and a big fan of the show and she's very nice but this is like just one of those emails I just could not stop myself okay hey Mark Marin, have a kick-ass show tonight love the other what the fuck live recording you have definitely found your thing and I wish you piles of success on the another odd note today is the 42nd anniversary of my dad's death in Vietnam weird huh if you're ever back in DC you can check out his name on the wall Okay, hopefully that didn't bring you down. <laughs> Just sending you good vibes uh, your way and reminding you that it's all good. I mean, hey, you could be dead. Take care, M.M. Love, Paige. That's one of those ones where you're like, that, that was nice, right? I, uh, I did bring, oh shit, I forgot to bring it out here. Maria, when you come out, will you bring the blue bag of the Just Coffee? Because I brought uh, presents for everybody. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, <laughs> my first guest is, is somebody, I, I, don't, I, I, tend, I don't know where she comes from, but in my mind, I feel like she was an angel that got bored and, and, and was sent here to do the work that she does. Please welcome Maria Bamford to the stage. Did you find it? Oh, that's good. Well, this one's yours. Do you, do you drink coffee? Oh, yes, I do. You do? Yeah. I, I brought it back for everybody because they're a sponsor. 
I and shouldn't drink it because I have an anxiety problem. <laughs> <laughs> where were you? Where, where, I'm going to get all shy like I get around you. Now. Where, where did I'm you just very come? pretty. I know you are. <laughs> I'm very attractive. I'm going to sit back here so everybody can take you in. Yeah. Where where'd you just come from? Uh, I rode the bus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to uh, my free support group. <laughs> And uh, then I got a ride back, and then I realized, what the fuck? I got to do this what the fuck show. <laughs> and then I drove here. And uh, anyways, that's what's been happening. Do you really got ride a lot the of bus? shit going down. Do you really yeah, ride? man. I guess it's a smart thing to do. Anybody else go Metro? Yeah. <laughs> TV. Yeah. 24-7, and it's like their own special channel telling you, you know, where you can write in. You can write in for advice. On the bus? To the TV lady on the bus. And she reads your problems out and says, uh, Ernesto Martinez, you know, you should really let go of that relationship if it's not working out. And then, so you uh, get a lot solved on the bus. Yeah, it's nice. And then the, 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 there's a lot of new accoutrement to the bus that... You know, it's been happening over the years, like that they announce the thing and then they also put it in, uh, you know, your stop. What, and they put, it, they put it in writing on the stop, you know. It's exciting. It's pretty sweet. Did you, were you were just in Tempe? I was just in the Tempe airport. I was fired there eight years ago. Came back. Come back. Was it triumphant? And, uh, it was pretty triumphant. <laughs> That's a huge place. Uh, it it was pretty big. Uh, they had a nice fudge cake. Every comedy club has uh, a volcano fudge cake available to... Uh, they have nachos and they have a fudge cake. Uh, I am a big fudge cake seller. Next time you're at a comedy club, check out what you sell, what your audience buys. It's very interesting. Do you, you sell fudge cake? Yeah. Greg Barrett, mostly a salad and a cocktails man. <laughs> A lot of people buy that from his crowd. That's because he's sort of like a manorexic person. I think that... Uh, don't you feel that about him? Like, I don't know how the hell he keeps in great shape like he does and why he's so svelte and why his clothes are so tight, but I think people watching him would be like, I'm not going to eat. I can't oh, yeah. eat. I just want a salad. Look at Greg. He's a good... He's a good looking... Or, yeah, he, yeah, he's very taut. Yeah, he is. <laughs> in a weird way. It's hard to be taut and in good shape at, at this age as a man. Don't, I, I mean, I don't know that I'm getting older. That's one of the reasons why I left New York. Because I saw my butcher getting older. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I realized if he's getting older, then I must as well. Yeah. Do you feel like you're oh, getting I'm older? Oh, I'm deaf. Yeah, it's happening. Do you feel it's ageism exciting. towards you? Yeah, well, I don't know. My, at least the, I went to the doctor and they asked me if I wanted to get Botox. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> the joke is, mm, no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do you really think it's time? It just seems like, I just really like to make facial expressions. They're great on radio, by the way. God damn you, podcast. <laughs> I've listened to this podcast. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, you're being very enjoyable. I'm glad you came. Yeah, I do. I, it's weird, though. Me. I do get kind of like uh, nervous around you, and I always have. That happens a lot. You knew me, Mark. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't feel nervous around me. No, I, that's probably true. But yeah. I, I find like, <laughs> I generally connect through anger. I, I find that the best way to connect with somebody immediately is to say, that's what true. the fuck? Yeah. And then they're like, what, what's the problem? And then they're open and you can communicate easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if they could start to cry though? Then I win. Yeah. <laughs> I love that game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that is a fun game. Do you know that they're crying at you? <laughs> <laughs> 
They're angry too. I can take it. <laughs> I almost, I almost uh, got into a, a, the, my second fist fight. Well, I, the first time I didn't get in a fist fight, but I almost got into another altercation on an airplane. I don't know why this is happening at the airport. It's happened twice in a month. Yeah. Some guy cut in front of me online, and, I, and I'm not the kind of guy that, with strangers, says, you know, what the fuck, buddy? Why'd you just... <laughs> but I did it once, and, and it was yeah. very exciting. and made oh, me feel powerful because yes. the guy was sort of like, oh, just uh, and I'm like, yeah, well, be nice. Yeah. Well, this time, I don't know what the fuck. The guy sitting in front of me, you know when you're on a plane? Yeah. And you have your table out, and you, okay, you're working on, on your computer because yeah. now you can be online on yeah. American. You can Facebook. And... and um, <laughs> The guy kept jiggling to get organized. And it was like, I was like, okay, he's just getting organized. But then it went on for like, you know, a, a minute and 22 seconds. And I said to him, I, I literally got up. I said, you going to settle down pretty soon or what's up, buddy? <laughs> like, it came out of my mouth. I couldn't fucking believe it. I, could, I couldn't believe that that's what did it. Out of everything in the world... This guy, who annoyed me anyways, because he was a guy that when he got on, he was putting other people's shit in other containers without asking them whether or not it was theirs or whether it was folded. So I hated him immediately. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, who the, what, you know? Yeah. And then well, he down, does this number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. trying and, to help. And so he looks at me. Motherfucker. Yeah. 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 That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he looks at me and goes, I'm not quite done yet. I'm going, okay, well, could you finish up soon? So then he finishes and he sits back down. And now I'm very sensitive to it. And he can't sit still and he keeps bouncing it. And I'm like, I'm fucking seething. I'm seething. And, I, and about three hours into the flight, I get up and I knock his chair. And I walk past. <laughs> and I turn around and I look at him. He's like, what? And I'm like, what is right? <laughs> and I go into the bathroom and I'm in the bathroom thinking like, I'm going to have a fucking fist fight yeah, on the plane. Yeah. Did anything go down? The same thing went down that always happens when I do this kind of thing. What happened? I walk out, and he looks at me like he's about to cry, and he goes, you know, you could be a little more considerate. And I go, you're right. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, that's a nice ending, though. I, I, I've been with a person who started fist fights, and uh, it's frightening. Like dating a person? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's oh frightening. God, it's not fun. Uh, the police come, and, you know, the security <laughs> comes, and you go, oh, they just have an anger management problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's trying to calm himself down inside. Inside. And then... Oh. um. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not, it's not super fun. How, how long did that go on for? Oh, just a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I think I have a problem with anger, but I do cry at people. You know, it's like an anger problem, but I, it's very passive. Yeah. So it's all on the down low. Like or it, is do, it? Do it's not really. It's amplified and lit. What am I talking about? I'm filled with rage. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever uh, just fucking opened up on somebody? I think I did on my bo the boyfriend. Yeah, I did. I how, did how after that, one How was point. that received? Uh, that was like, uh, <laughs> God. They get very baffled when you yeah, yell back yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I feel bad because like, oh, I don't want to do that. I mean, it's such a waste of, uh, it's just a waste. You it know? is. Nobody absolutely. to get that angry about anything, really. Can I ask um, you a question about your, because uh, I've been wondering, like when you started, because I, I remember... I don't. I didn't know you when you started. I knew you when uh, you just sort of appeared somewhere, and, and I was in a room, and I was like, "Where the fuck did she come from?" And and I uh, the moon. Uh, yeah, that's that's an honest question. La Luna. <laughs> uh, How did you start doing it? I started uh, doing performance art, and I had my shaved head, and was wearing my long floral 
you know, moo-moo. And it's just trying to get people to listen to what's going on, man. So you did angry performance Yeah, and then I played my violin. I'd like say something about a vagina, and then I'd play my violin. Like a a quick uh, country tune. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) And that's when I got fired for the improv the first time. Was that, have you ever had that happen where, like, the clo- the cocktail waitresses and the bartenders, and they'll be like, especially, you know, like, I, I was a lot younger, and so, the, you know, I was a lady coming in, and guys was like, hey, we don't get a lot of ladies around here. We'll <laughs> see you after the show. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then. And then I went up, and I just bombed. And they're just like, like nobody wants to talk to afterwards and then I walk back to the comedy condo along the freeway in my high heels clinkety clink 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 um, because at that point I wore a lot of high heels because I wanted people to listen to me I hate and then th- those are always the times where they give you like people acknowledge you I hate when you, do, you know you don't do well and then you get off stage and people will acknowledge you without complimenting you hey I saw you yeah <laughs> saw you that wait, yeah for the <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. A lot of people can't do with what it is you're trying to do. You know. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. How long you been doing this? Cool, cool. Or how about know? when they come up after you and they, they say that was a great joke that you the, and then they quote a joke that the other guy did. <laughs> oh, and you have yes. to say like, that oh, wasn't me. That no. was the guy you liked better, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That was really. Where are you funny. going next? Uh, oh, I'm going to eastern New Mexico. Anybody been there? Yeah, oh. I grew up in New Mexico. Really? Yeah, not eastern. That's like Texas. Why are you going there? What the hell is uh, there? I'm going to college. Oh. Uh, some college students. How did they respond to you? Uh, I think the kids who voted for me to be hired are excited. Uh, <laughs> and then depending on the rest of the student body and their makeup. Um we got you. Nobody else wanted you. <laughs> but we got you, man. Do you want to go to Applebee's? It's one of those situations where they just show up with their friends and there's like <laughs> nine of them and they're very excited. But so, sometimes, I mean, it goes, I mean, kids are all nice. I haven't done a college in a long time. The last time I did one, I got to there and, and there was nothing set up. And they're like, what do you need? <laughs> Chairs, <laughs> I think would be good. Microphone. Like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, it's so sweet. Oh, we forgot to get you a hotel. Um, <laughs> you sweep in the dorm room. Oh, sh- we're having a party. Um, my friend, you guys, we should have gotten this organized. <laughs> Real nice, but most of them they're super like they're more organized than I would ever be. So, um, but yeah, I went there. But the, but last I had a, I went to Erie, Pennsylvania, which I think they were mistaken in hiring me. I don't understand why they asked me out there because uh, they were mad. Uh, the club owner's wife. <laughs> People are walking out and they're saying like, "Oh, I don't get it," and um, I don't know what she's trying to do, and that's what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to hear this. Because <laughs> yeah. t- tears, tears are starting to run on my face. You see those? Yeah. 10.30 show is going to be rough. 
Maria Bamford, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much thank for coming. You, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, you get to scoot down. And right now, let's bring out, um, I think that he's always got a million things going on. The Nerdist.com is one, Web Soup's another one, and his father is a professional bowler. Chris Hardwick, ladies and gentlemen. Here. You don't have to sit so far away, Maria. You can sit closer with... This feels good. This feels uh, symmetrical, right? Or like a, no, it's good. There's like balance. a nice shelf if we were going to It's actually asymmetrical because we're two and you're one. So you oh, would have okay. to put another person there. Mr. To, math to guy ruins just the so party. Just so you can start like, just okay. so the OCD can like, ah, I need a person here to balance out the mirror of the sides. I got you coffee too, Chris. I appreciate that. Thank you. Not this one. There's a big bag of them back there. Oh, yeah. I brought it out. Do you want, you want me to bring it out for you? I just, I put it right back. No, it's okay. It's, right. They're just a sponsor. It's so funny though. Like people hear me. But it's like justcoffee.coop, and uh, and you can get that stuff at wtfpod.com. But the weird thing is, is that it's not like he gives me a lot of money, but he gives me a lot of coffee. <laughs> and there's just a, there's just a good hippie co-op up in Madison, Wisconsin. Do they get a lot of flavors? Yeah, they got uh, nothing like weird or like vanilla or hazelnut, but they got a lot of roasts. Oh, that is oh. weird. <laughs> vanilla. It's <is> fucked <laughs> up. Whatever. Who the fuck puts that in coffee? I don't know. Some people do. So, dude, I uh, I did some research on you because I wanted to make sure I had things to uh, hurt you with when you came out. <laughs> of course. And no, I don't. I don't I'm not, that's that's the old mark. I'm completely. That was the old mark. <laughs> but, uh, you know, well, yeah. I, I'm so glad that I, we're friends now, right? I would say we're friends now. I mean, I, we don't hang out all the I time, like but when we're people, pals. Uh, you know, follow a definitive statement with the question. My mother did that. Like I, like I would come home and I and I get a B on a paper. She goes, "That's good, right?" I mean, you, right? Just looking for you to yeah, sort of fill to, in the yeah, to parent yeah, myself because yeah, exactly. she didn't want the responsibility. Um, exactly. <laughs> But no, this is different. Yes, we are friends. We are, right? we are friends now. We've had some tough times. We had some tough times. I remember in the beginning... Uh, Here it comes. I, <laughs> well, you said bring on a WTF moment, and this is... You, okay. you, you are the double... No, this happens all the time on the show. This is where you say something, and I apologize. No, okay. But you don't have to apologize for it, because... because I might not. You don't have to. Because, uh, honestly, at the time, uh, I was really douchey, and I probably deserved what, what you said, but we were doing a show at Luna Lounge in New York, mm-hmm. And um, I, I did some bit about, I don't know, I was just shitting on some other comics or something, and then you laid into me after the show. And at the next couple times I saw you, I kept trying to be your friend, because I'm like, well, this guy doesn't like me. I, mu- I gotta make him like me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like a little puppy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like a little puppy. Kick. Okay, I'm coming back. You know, <laughs> kick, bound, bound, bound. <laughs> Slobber. And, uh, and you finally said something to me like, it is amazing to me that you are not deterred by my constant rejection of you. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite thing about you is that you would you like you, you would have a one two punch but the second punch was into your own face. <laughs> so you would say something like that and you'd follow up with I just say that cuz I'm insecure and I have difficulty communicating with people and you're like I don't know how to feel now. I don't know how to feel. I take it away. Yeah, I take it away. You just fucking yank the anger yeah. carpet from underneath me. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going to kick my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm hurtish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it was tense because uh, you know I apologize for that. Oh, you don't I, have to. But I, I think I, it was character building. I think uh, I was helping you. out. I was a sloppy drunk at the time. So you were it was, sloppy and it was, sweaty and was, fatter. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you were sober, and and was I was I then. Uh, you were sober then, I think. And so uh, I was just. I probably rep- I probably represented like just a, a ball, a concentrated ball of a lot of stuff. That well, you I think honestly, if we're going to talk honest, which I like to do on this show, is. Um, 
when you first started at Luna, when we were doing that alternative comedy thing in New York, you, uh, in my mind, you'd already had a great deal of success with the MTV stuff. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and in my mind, it was like this guy's not a comic; he's a guy on television. That's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. so, like, I decided that there were standards that somehow <laughs> you were not part of. <laughs> and how dare somebody who has a career, you know, come in my little den of bitterness, right? And fuck everything up. <laughs> that was my well, thinking, especially coming off the uh, MTV uh, fraternity of boners show that I hosted. <laughs> that probably. <laughs> no. See, I should have looked at it differently. I'm like, that guy's got to be hurting. <laughs> <laughs> How could he put himself through that? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that show was... Was that, that show called Fraternity of Boners? Well, it should have been <laughs> called that. It was called Singled Out. It was. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. Oh, I thought you were program. talking about a, a different show. I no, you no, no. Too. I've hosted You're talking about several out. iterations of Fraternity of Boners. <laughs> uh, and then, I, and then I feel like we we had a nice breakthrough when I when I got sober like yeah. six years ago, or six right. and a half years ago, or whatever. I was there for you, and, and you were, you really were. You were like the only. You were like the one. Actually, you too. What? Bamford. God. This is why we're covering alcoholics. They make yeah. everything about themselves. Um, this is uh, whole shows. Yeah, you did too. You were you were like right around the time of coaching. You called me. You're like, uh, Chris. It's Maria. I don't know if. <laughs> That this is out of bounds, but do do you think maybe you drink you drink a little much? I, I just I, I just want to make sure you're okay. It was, was so sweet. I was worried because like I, I was a troubled teen and nobody said shit about it. Like nobody said like. And then I went back to high school and they're like, yeah, you were fucked up. And I was just like, could anybody what, yeah. have taken you know like said just anything? So like I was like if somebody if I th- word then I will try to say something so at least if before they kick the bucket like it's like oh, I said something you know like which is a bit ter- yeah, terrible yeah I tried to help out I, I threw him a line well you were the you were a weird drunk because you're you got overly friendly and you got really self-pitying and you and you were the and you were the guy that would be like you know after everyone has left the party you'd you'd still be like what's where's everybody going oh yeah 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 absolutely the party's still the right here. Yeah, exactly. The party's still right here. <laughs> You'd sort of like make the rounds. Alcohol's a like depressant. As, yeah, as if... It's a depressant, what? yes. And you sleep on couches, so but it's good that you... And then all of a sudden, then you got... Then you stopped drinking, and then you got emaciated. And then I started to resent you again. I'm like, <laughs> how how are you fucking losing all the weight? And you're like, I'm just running 19 miles a day, well, twice a day. It's, you know, part of it is... Part of it is like not drinking. Well, first of all, apparently our bodies are not evolved to process 20 beers a day. That's first of all. So then, on top of those 35,000 calories, it's you're not eating. You're not. You're not calling Damiano's Pizza at three in the morning, right? Uh, and eating pizza, you know, and then waking up in a pizza box with uh, <laughs> crusted cheese to the side of your face. Do people know that you you come from a bowling family? I, I mean, think is they that do something now. That's out? Is that something that's it, out? I went bowling with him once, and you know how like most people who are like, you know, I'm pretty good. That just means like I do it maybe once every five years, <laughs> and for about for about six throws of the ball, I fucking ace it, and then I get frustrated and just fuck it up for the rest of the way. Well, that's when you get in your head. Yeah, yeah. Chris well, has yeah. his own ball. He's it's got not, his own I'm ball. I'm not fun to bowl with. I have several. I'm not fun to bowl with. But you like I. I had no idea. Like, he shows up at this party, and it's like he does the whole thing, like the, you know, and the ball's just like, it, like literally goes up onto the top of the rudder and then comes back and gets yeah. a strike. I have these, like, white, handmade shoes. I'm a fucking, I'm a bowling faggot. Like, I am not, 
Like it's I, I it's I'm so not fun to bowl with. People are like, let's go bowling. I'm like, you you don't want that. I'm telling you, you don't want. So let's that. go back to little Chris Hardwick before yeah. the alcohol and the, and the need for attention. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I dad, think that's always been there. Your your dad your dad's a professional bowler. My dad's a professional bowler. So how did that play out? Come on, son. Let's go to the lanes. I want to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it played out by, you know, my dad was on the PBA, and so we toured through the 70s, and then he you bought... You did a bowling tour? Oh, my, my dad, yeah, we were on tour. In so, like, what is that like? Is, it, is there a bus? No, no, was no. It, like, it's, a bunch of guys like talking we're balls? Fucking, we're just dr- driving around in my dad's Cadillac and just fucking, like, go, you know, like going to bowling towns like Akron, Ohio, and... You know, like when I go, when I like when I walk into a bowling center and I smell that chemical smell from the lanes, yeah. I get sleepy because like that's my that's my like the radio next to the baby carriage. That's that for me, and I'm like, oh, I feel so at home because I just fucking I grew up in bowling centers. But was your dad sort of like, son, can I have my towel, my glove, that kind of stuff? Oh, I don't I don't think I was his. I mean, I wasn't his like ball boy. Oh. I, I just but I, but I bowl. I mean, I bowled from the time I could walk. Uh, I was in bowling centers. Does he still bowl? No, no, no. My my dad he quit. He retired, you know, decades ago. But and he, he, he like, won't pick up a ball now at all. Like that when he sees one, he's like, "Fuck that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in his mind, he says, uh, "My my dad my dad's one of these guys that everything that comes out of his mouth is a fucking bumper sticker that you could sell on the blue collar comedy tour." He uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Like when Blue Collar came out, he was like, "Oh, you got because I'm from ten, I'm from the South." He goes, hey, "You got to get this Blue Collar comedy thing." I mean, <laughs> you're from the South, you would appreciate it. I'm like, really, you don't know me at all, apparently. But he um, uh, he says, "The longer I don't, the longer I don't bowl, the better I was." So in other words, like people remember him as being better the longer he doesn't oh, do I it, see. and right. he doesn't want to destroy that image by picking up a ball at 67 years old and being like Shank. So uh, he just doesn't do it. Did he ever enjoy bowling, or is he like uh, uh, Andre Agassi who hated the sport from day one? <laughs> was he all he was forced to bowl? Uh, I'd never judged my dad on the Agassi scale before, <laughs> but I guess uh, I guess he was. It was just very intense for him. Like you couldn't talk to him. He would just go into this weird the bowling zone. bowling zone. Exactly is the only word for it. Uh, so you couldn't you couldn't. Did talk he to him. bowl ever since he was a little kid? Like was a bowling family? In his I think blood? it was a way to get out of the house because he hated his dad, and oh. so he would go out and work at the bowling center and then bowl. Interesting. And then he fucking yeah. he left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then he got out of there. I'm feeling that. Yeah. You feel, you feel yeah. a little bit. It's weird how things are generational, isn't it, Chris? It's very interesting uh, yeah. how that just spills over when the. It well, we happen to have your dad right here. Holy shit! <laughs> We're going to stop the cycle tonight. <laughs> With something. That would be awesome. Should we bring out Whitney? Do you want to talk about, uh, did you want to tell a bomb story? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got some really fun bomb stories. Because I'm going to read an email. Uh, a woman has a question. Let's do it now. Oh, this is the one from the English guy trying to compliment me. You ever heard a British person try to compliment you? Let me hear. I never heard of you before I stumbled across your podcast on iTunes while trying to kill a few hours one day. I hadn't heard of any of the people you have interviewed so far, and if I was honest, I have no real intention of learning about them. But that's that. But phrased as a hypothetical, if Ooh. I were honest, right? I'm not really being. I don't. Like re- people go. I was gonna say you were a cunt, but right. I'm not no, gonna I'm say not that. I'm not going exactly. So then he goes on to say, I don't listen to your podcast for the topic on hand. I'm not sure I even find it funny. <laughs> I, I've certainly been through a whole episodes without even so much as a smirk. 
looking and for I, it, looking yeah, exactly. for it, <laughs> yeah. wait for it. And I even find it's your there. opening music slash intro annoying. <laughs> Well, it's that's coming. every element deconstructed so far. In but the here, the, and then he listened to the, the other live show. He goes, but there's something about your podcast that compels me. And I couldn't work it out until you did that one cast in a live setting. I didn't like that. <laughs> it, it seemed your guests were guilty of twisting their answers for a crowd reaction. Even their tone of voice seemed strained for comedic purposes. What do you mean? <laughs> What I makes have me no walk- idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be funny. <laughs> I want to make people laugh. What makes me want to listen to your show is my perverse pleasure of listening to other people's conversation. There's something in your method that makes me forget that I'm listening to something other people are also listening to. I even get the feeling that you and your guests sometimes forget that you are recording. <laughs> and here's a compliment. Here's what we were waiting for. All right. I like that. Yay! <laughs> it's it's people, real. Some people feel like, they can't, like they're not really being honest unless they shit on you first. He's from Britain. It's Dan in the United Kingdom. And I, I have nothing against British people. And I have a lot of people that listen uh, in, uh, in Britain. But sometimes in my experience with talking to, to British uh, folks, it takes, if they want a compliment, it, it's going to be a long way around. And you're going to have to take you know, you know, hundreds of years of imperialism to, to actually get to the compliment. But here's the one I want to talk about before I bring uh, in to set up this other part. This is kind of good. Had a what-the-fuck moment that I thought I'd ask you about. The other night, I found myself at an awkward art performance-type event. There was some spoken word, a painful song-slash-poetry-slash-sexuality-exploration situation, <laughs> and some interpretive dance. She, they, she got all points. They were all pretty typical and meant to lead up to the final multimedia performance about war and death, which was actually pretty powerful. I thought this was the finale. I think we all did. Unfortunately, after the curtain lifted and the applause died, the moderator announced a final performance. The introduction was something like, this is so-and-so. She likes comedy and reading. She's 45 and lives in the suburbs with her husband and overindulged, and an overindulged cat snuggles. Big warm welcome. This nervous, awkward woman went on stage after a 10-minute depiction of genocide to tell 20 minutes of stories about her aunt's changing hair color and the fact that her husband owns too many guitar amps. She bombed. So much that people only knew to laugh when she would pause, look down, and nervously laugh at herself. What made it worse was that I laughed twice at the completely wrong times when I realized her joke was just a memory of childhood emotional abuse. <laughs> what is it about someone bombing in comedy that hurts so bad? I can look at bad art, listen to bad music, read bad writing, but with comedy, I feel so bad for the person. Maybe her performance was actually a meta-allegory for the war. <laughs> that's right maybe this woman misunderstood <laughs> like I don't usually hear that like because I know I have felt when people feel this way have you I ever, think it's magnificent uh, it's, it's freedom you're watching something really happen <laughs> you know it's like it's like this is going down <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's like delightful. being able to cut yourself on the inside yeah. <laughs> Have you had that feeling, though, when you're on stage and you, you, you're performing and you know that you're not going to get them? Yeah, no. And, and that, like, there's nothing inside of you that you could do to, to get them. So you've had two choices. Sometimes I'll, I, I'll, either, I'll just lift out of my body 
and I'll go to the ceiling and I'll go, good luck, see you backstage. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't hang for this. Or I just lash out at them. When was the last time you bombed bad? Um, I performed at Largo Mm. and I was not doing comedy yet but I was on the MTV show and I thought I understood alternative comedy as I had been watching it for many years so I bring a notebook on stage and a bunch of half-cocked ideas no punchlines I think it's gonna be fucking rad yeah and, uh, and, and fucking rad was kind of the attitude that I had at the time. So you were cocky and bombing. I was cocky mm. and like, oh, this is going to be fucking sweet. I got this drill down. I've been watching this for years. I know how, I know how you do it, David Cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> turned out everyone else was, uh, was showcasing for Aspen that year. Oh, it was like yeah. Greg Barrett and all these. It was like 97. And uh, fucking tanked. Tanked in front of a ton of comics that I loved. So, like, those two... And I didn't do comedy again until 1999 after that. <laughs> that was a bad and, that, and that's that's when I started doing comedy for reals. It was in 99. So it was that bad in 97. Oh, beautiful. So I just... I feel like I always felt like, you know, when I went back and did okay, I always felt like I really had conquered a major fucking Well, hole. good for you for taking a few years off. Ah, uh, yeah. I took a few years off. I can't believe... The only reason I started comedy again is I was so drunk. I'm like, how can I do this again? <laughs> I'm going to ace this thing. Yeah, Fuck it. Fine. Chris Hardwick, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I can't wait to have this next woman on. She's uh, in the middle of a, a rocket launch to stardom. She's very funny. I worked with her in San Diego once, and we jogged together. Please welcome Whitney Cummings to the stage. <laughs> Grab a mic. Yeah, that's it. How are you? What's the word? The we wor- did go to San Diego together. Yes, we did. In a pretty serious way. Yeah, and I was yeah. in the middle of a divorce, and I was heartbroken, and I'm like, I was married to a pretty comic. What are you doing? <laughs> I think was the way You're it went. emotionally unavailable. Let's do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's literally what I <laughs> Yeah. Did, did the best that? thing about Mark trying to make a movie. I love these stories. Uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think you were just kind of, I don't think you wanted to fuck me. I think you just wanted to have a serious relationship with me. For that weekend. Like right off the bat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, let's just fuck. He's yeah. like, I want to get serious and, uh, and be abusive <laughs> right now. <laughs> and he would, and I was dating somebody at the time and he, it wasn't even like, hey, like it wasn't yeah. like, it was like, he's like, look, here's the deal. Like you would pitch yourself. Yeah. Like you said, you're like, you're dating someone, but you know what? I, cause I was like eating really healthy. You're like, I can cook brown rice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I made quinoa at home. Uh, like you were pitching all the things you could cook. Got like, cats. Yeah, I was. I, I was ready. <laughs> Have my own yoga mat. I was on it. And it was really working. Like it was. I was like, oh, that would save me a lot of time. What you don't know. I should, I should probably go It was working? It was working, totally working. And then, but luckily I'm dead inside enough to have resisted. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I, you, I, you want to hear something pathetic, though, at that time? This is a while ago, so let's not judge. I, um, you had sex I, with me while I was asleep? No, no, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but you only, I don't, am I going to tell you this? I, you had only told me your boyfriend's first name, and, at, and while you were out uh, doing something, I fucking Googled him. <laughs> Like, I Googled, like, you know, Whitney Cummings, Nick, and... Uh, Did something happen? Huh? He's not... Fa- I mean... No, I know. I was. Did I, I even come up on Google? I mean, what even happened? I found him. Did you really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, and I judged him. I, <laughs> I sat there with his picture on my laptop going, you're so you're the guy? Yeah. You're the guy. <laughs> what do you do? He's a fan of and yours, then, which then, is funny. He's a fan? <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a big fan of yours, yeah. He can't be all bad, that guy. <laughs> um, I but, tried uh, over and over again to inappropriately have sex with you, and you will not do it. That's true. <laughs> were you be- were you were you opening for him when he was trying to? Have sex uh, yeah, with? this was what this two years ago. Yeah, yeah, in down she was, in La Jolla. She, and she kicked ass. I didn't even know I'd never seen her before, and she was just like you know funny as shit. And then we get off stage, and I'm like, you know, you're you're exactly what I need. You yeah. seem uh, you, you seem ha- funny. You hate men. Listen, every woman loves that opening line. <laughs> You're exactly what I need. Uh, hi, I'm Kate. Like, you know. <laughs> and by the way, this is the weekend that you did like a four-hour set. Yeah. And like two hours in, you were like, you guys can leave if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a special kind of self-hatred. I mean, that's a special kind of... Uh... Well, it's like I get to a point sometimes when I know I'm going to do that. And yeah. I just, I realize and that And this is were... how you sit on stage. You do that exact thing. You're like, ah. Yeah. Like, you hate You're just like, you guys can fucking leave if you want. This is well, not I wanted even... them. It's I not even about jokes. Yeah, I wanted the hardcore people that knew that the, the entertainment quality would change at that point. That it was it was not necessarily going to be like, this is fun. It was going to be like, this more guy... It's sweat lodge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going in. We're going in. I want... I'm starting to hallucinate, <laughs> man. Fuck. <laughs> but it was also funny because that weekend... Uh, I think for some reason you can learn a lot about a person when you exercise with them. And I learned we went for a jog, mm-hmm. and uh, not only did I you, really was turning it on, wasn't you, but I? But no, but it, it's not like you were jog. You said you were running. You were running from something, <laughs> <laughs> not just running. Like it was there was some demons that you had to get away from on that pier. Isn't that how everyone jogs? <laughs> not at all. Like I was just like, go ahead, I'm good. Like I'm just gonna lay back. Like you had the fucking eye of the tiger, and it was. Dark. I was running away from me. I was That's running. what it was. You could not yeah, get yeah. away from yourself. You yeah. could not outrun yourself. <laughs> and it was really sad to watch. Well, he might have also, as just as a male of the species, been trying to prove to you, I am of good stock. <laughs> And have excellent genes. That you that's hard to, to, to sell after she's seen the act. Yeah. You, you know, like, that's something you might do if you meet at the gym. But after two days of watching me perform, there's no way. Like, if, if, if my genetic, uh, genetic agenda is to propel bipolarity and, and, and drug addiction into future generations, then I am of good stock. I have some just coffee, but Wait, you don't even drink coffee. Have you, you? quitted coffee? Are you Because you either are super addicted or don't drink it at all, one of the two. No, I can, I'm doing everything I can do that's within the parameters of my sobriety right now. I which feel like means you were really I have nicotine gum in, I have it. Swedish snus in my pocket. I had drank three or four cups of coffee today, and uh, I haven't masturbated yet, but I gotta save something. That's gonna be an awesome one, yeah. Big night, big night. <laughs> yeah, that was a special week. So, wait, are you saying that? Do you have a chance? Do I do what? Do I do have a chance with you? Is that what you're oh, saying? uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, no. All right, all right. <laughs> I, thought, I don't think that comics should date comics. Do you guys agree with me? I don't think comics should date comics. I can I definitely vouch for that one. <laughs> I, my experience with dating comics cost me $200,000. But I, um, not. Aside, though, from the, like, because like, I feel like everybody can be needy. Even not comedians can be needy. You know what I mean? But I think it's more the structure of our lives are kind of, and then also the weird jealousies. Like, hey, like, you got booked at Funny Bone? Like, Really? Yeah. Well, comics. I mean, like the, the narcissism and the you know the the attention thing. I just feel like sometimes that can be a deadly mixture. But it's it weird because I don't have those. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done internet dating before, and some people have on their profiles 
no comics. Oh my God. Yeah, at the bottom, no comedians. All it takes is one. That's for sure. Then you date a non performer. It's like getting shingles. You're like, one fucking time is enough. It's enough. Uh, it sticks with you forever. But then you date a non performer and then it's weird. When you date a non performer? Yeah. Because they don't understand. Like it's, and then I'm feeling. They don't understand like how selfish and crazy you are. Exactly. Right out of the gate. And right that, out of you know, the fucking gate. You'll say cock at breakfast and that kind of stuff. <laughs> In front of their parents. Yeah, it's yeah. So and then when, every, when everybody looks shocked, you're like, "What? what? Heck, yeah." O- other families don't express <laughs> ironic racism at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but it's also hard because comics are descent. So if you date a non-performer. You're hilarious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I date another comic, I'm just bombing all the time. You know oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. There's like, some. I don't need to bomb at noon. Yeah, or you, you, yeah, you don't want to have that thing where it's like, oh, yeah, good one. Yeah, like, are you doing a yeah, bit? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> are I'm you in, doing a bit? I don't know. The worst words. You never, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, I am. I've, I've never felt more naked. It's like, it's like no, I'm proposing. Is yeah. this a bit? Yeah, like, yeah, everything's yeah. a bit. You know I've what I mean? never felt more naked. That's naked. the problem. <laughs> Yeah, it is a problem. If I date a comic, I'd always think they were like doing a bit or trying out a bit or going to talk about my vagina on stage or something. Well, that's the best part about dating a comic. Really? They yeah, is sitting in the audience and they say some heinous joke and then you have to have that conversation. <laughs> and then you're like, is that about me? <laughs> yeah, but it's never, never followed by that. I it's always followed by like, how the fuck can you say that? Why would you <laughs> say that up there? And I'd say, because it's hilarious, honey. And she would say, but I'm in the room. I'm like, oh, come on. You're a fucking comic. You were telling some pretty funny shit after your divorce. So what? Uh, where are you going? Where are you, what are you where doing? Where am I going? I don't know. I've been on the road a lot. Yeah. I'm back. Oh, by the way, Bad I'm experience. kind of obsessed with you. talked about uh, things that people say to you off stage. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite are the backhanded compliments. Oh, like yeah. you guys, are, like the mm-hmm. like we've talked about this. Like, uh, hey, you really look like you were having fun up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, that's a- that's oh, the yeah. worst. Yeah, one. fuck these other people. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's the worst no, no, one. What do you mean, the fuck these one. other people? Hey, you were too smart for them. Uh, <laughs> Wait, she just went right over there. I can't believe I was the only one laughing in my group. I know. Do you ever have another comic come up to you afterwards that they didn't have a good set and they're like, "We gave it a shot, buddy." Yeah. And you're like, "What? Yeah. Don't drag me into your shit." Or, they were they were tired. Yeah. You oh, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> I, wait, I could never do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I hate when I have a good set and people are like, tough crowd. It's like, what? what I thought it, went fine. <laughs> it went really well. Oh, not where we I was We were talking sitting. about this once, and you, you said that you had someone come. Because when you first start, you invite everyone when you're just fucking eating shit, and then you finally get good, and like no one ever sees you. And, uh, and I remember you were talking about how uh, uh, someone came up to you when you were younger and was like, after a show, was like, uh, so why comedy? Oh God, <laughs> that's true. That guy was. Oh God, I you know. That's yeah. like I don't. It's not like I like to see you in pain, but that made me fucking. Yeah, he, he was like, real, and he was being earnest about it. Like yeah. I just didn't want these sets because you know back then I was sort of like you know what the fuck you know, and the guy was like really like seriously why comedy, and I. <laughs> And that's one of those ones where it's so perfect, it's so precise yeah, that yeah. there's nothing you can say. Yeah. But like, I, it's fucking <laughs> awful. Because I love it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, we we got to get Doug out here. I'm running like, you good? It. Are you good? Yeah, no. I mean, I have Benson, Doug Benson, marijuana logs. I love movies. Uh, the world's the world's best stoner. Oh, I feel like now, like I'm gonna have angry people backstage waiting to do their show. Doug. I've known you for a long time. 
Yes, sir. And uh, I've known uh, uh, this is like it's this is fun for me because it's like all all my friends. You know, there's no people that I'm not wow. uh, that I'm not cool with. I have some presents for you backstage, though, Whitney. <laughs> I swear to God, if you fuck him over me, all right. The um, there's Are no way I will let her party? fuck me over you. <laughs> That, that is like the only kind of that's probably the only kind of porn I don't like is when there's a dude in one hole and another dude in the other hole because those two dudes they should be at least talking about fantasy football or something because it's too gay to be like it's a situation that uh, comes together uh, you gotta be in just the right position but it's called double penetration down? she's uh, not comfortable Maria yeah okay okay she's uh <laughs> She's, got, no she's got her work cut out for her. Yeah. She's, got, she's not there for her own pleasure yeah, yeah. at that point. <laughs> Jesus. At the same... <laughs> yeah, these aren't uh, natural poses. <laughs> so like Are you still trying to moment. figure it out, Maria? I was, you know, thinking about it. <laughs> no. I saw one how-to video by Nina Hartley, how she told you how to give a police. <laughs> <laughs> You got some support over there. Really? A fist pump? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did that in one of her movies. Looks like somebody learned something. I thought it would be like, yeah, like a how-to thing, how to give fellation. I was like, I would like to learn. I have a love of learning. and uh, I'm out of work right now. (laughs) I like carrots. (laughs) I need a job. I thought it would be yeah, like steps and whatever. But what she did is she was kind of like in a, like sort of a, you know, unheated garage or whatever. And then her, her friend comes over and she's got, she's got a doctor's coat on, which is the teaching part. And she just looks like used gym equipment. <laughs> well, then she goes, yeah, this is my friend Brad. He just came by. It's and a I'm real person? Show you some of the th- yeah, it's this guy. Well, I mean, he's got long hair and he looks like Fabio. And, uh, so he's not real. And yeah. then she just starts, I mean, it's professional. Like, it's like, come on. Like, seriously, she can't breathe very well, but she's breathing because she has, like, crazy gills, porn gills. Porn gills. She's going through, like... <laughs> Got one of those, like, they can I actually totally breathe out of their ears, the good ones. One of those mega vampires from Blade <laughs> 2 where the mouth just separates at the chin. And <laughs> I don't think there's any coincidence that uh, it seems like a lot of porn stars smoke weed. I mean, the women. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, one, needing to feel like you're not where you are at any, <laughs> at any given point in your life. And then also, but you know, on top of that, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's probably good for, you know, you, have to, you build up your, you build up your, yeah, various things in the uh, <laughs> lung and uh, say neck, the words, the neck and the esophagus. Oh. What? Th- I'm just saying, if you could take a big uh. bong rip, you could probably also take a giant black dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they rhyme, bong and dong. That is uh, the only reason those two things that rhyme. The only reason, That's the only reason rhyme. I can think of. I feel like I should step in somehow. <laughs> so, Doug, let's talk about pot. Oh, okay. That never, um, that never comes up in interviews with me. 
It's so funny too, because like at the end of all of my live shows, I like to say, you know, what have I not talked about that you guys would like to hear me talk about in case there's anything that somebody yells out that leads to something? And, you know, I have a lot of jokes about weed in my act. And when I say at the very end of the act, what do you guys want me to talk about? Invariably, somebody will yell out, weed. <laughs> like I hadn't mentioned it, and like they just can't get enough of it. <laughs> and so, you know, then I talk about weed some more. There is something. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, I I've give known the people you. what they want. Like, I've known you for like, you know, it's not like we're, we're really good friends, but we've been in the same circle for what, like 20 years? And there's still a time, like something like One, that. We meet once a week in the same circle. Yeah. But there was a time, do you remember when you were living at that fucked up house in the valley with Ackerman and Dave Rath, and you guys used to ride the bikes, or did, were, you didn't, did you live there? Where they were riding no, bikes into the is, swimming this pool? This is so great that my memory of this is going to be more accurate than yours. You've been chewing nicotine gum for the last five years, and I've been in a pot haze, and I still know. Uh, maybe you didn't live there. It was, it was Dave Rath and Brian Posehn lived together. Right. But they used to ride as, bikes. As lovers, the... not as roommates. Right. And they uh, had a pool that some of us would sometimes uh, you know, ride a bike into jackass style. Because you haven't lived until you've ridden a, a bike into a pool. Because it looks like, oh, I'm just falling into water. But guess what? There's a bike that's going to hit you in the face. Because the bike and the water aren't going to agree to, you know, it doesn't agree that you're, it's going to sink immediately. There's that moment where you get handlebar face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're at the bottom of the pool and everyone's like, this is a fucked up party. <laughs> this went bad. I have another friend, Tall John. He's like six foot ten. And he, his big thing every year at New Year's Eve when we were at Brian and, and Dave's place was the roof was kind of close to the pool. So every year on New Year's Eve at midnight, he'd put on a diaper and jump off the roof into the pool. And, I did, uh, uh, that was pretty awesome. I just remember, like, there's, it's just like you've got some fucking great timing because I still remember an, a, like a, just an improvised joke that you find. It's so weird the things that stick in your head. Everyone was over there. I was over there with Tom Rhodes, and you were mixing margaritas, and everybody was high, and the, everything was like sort of a haze. And I just remember sitting in the living room, and you were in the kitchen, like about to make margaritas, and you turned the blender on, and you went, Ow, my hand! <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. At that moment, yeah, and it doesn't. That, it's funny how it doesn't, doesn't translate. It, every time you tell that story, it nobody never. finds it as funny as <laughs> as you did when it happened. Have I told it before? I, yeah, I, every time I see you, that story comes up. I swear, you're a bigger stoner than I am. We're a couple of phonies. <laughs> it's like just it. one of those things. It's a compliment, though. I like that you enjoyed when that happened. I don't know then. any of your other material. <laughs> yeah. No, you've never come into the room and watched my act while I was on stage. But that my you hand just thing enjoy me when I'm in an adjacent kitchen. <laughs> you know, Doug and a mic's okay, but you get this fucking guy in front of a blender. Go. Oh He'll God. just riff away. Where where have you been? Um, I've been I was just in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, which that's a nice is, place, yeah. What's that? That's a nice club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maria likes that place because it's. Uh, I, I would let me guess why you like that place because it's uh, intimate. Yeah. Like it's not a big room. It's small, no people. Low ceiling. Low ceiling, no people. But also, and the people that are there are all like college students that enjoy alternative comedy. They're yeah, like yeah, totally yeah. in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So that's it's a, it's a fun Co room for her. Cozy. Now for me. <laughs> I get all the college students that uh, like weed and get high before coming to the show and then add alcohol to the mix. Nice. So now I've got drunken assholes who start off as nice potheads 
And uh, so it makes for an interesting mix in some shows. Do people ever throw up at your show? <laughs> I, have, I haven't ever. Uh, one time we were doing the marijuana logs in Chicago, yeah. and a woman in the third row, like we watched it happen while we were doing the show. She just like threw up, but then came back up and was like, "I'm just going to continue watching the <laughs> the show," and then just slowly sank out of her chair until she was passed out in her own vomit on the ground. And then they had to, we had to have an intermission to get because, her out because it no, because the vomit smelled so bad. <laughs> That, uh, Did you finish the show after that? We had an intermission, and they came in and sprinkled that stuff on the uh, vomit, and then we finished it, but it still had a, you know, that cedar that vague, smell. there's that vague vomit smell that still yeah. lingers that makes it, you just want to just not do it. Do, do just people, wanted it to be over. Now, okay, I, I guess I know people talk to you a lot about pop, but do you have, uh, is there a point where you get just tired of people going like, dude, you want to... You're well, like the new Cheech and Chong. Uh, yeah, or I yeah. saw Tommy. I saw Tommy <laughs> Chong at the airport uh, yeah. recently. That, what I couldn't believe was it was at LAX, and there were four paparazzi there to take pictures of Tommy Chong. I'm like, God, it must be a slow day. <laughs> How? I mean, as he's at Cinnabon, fucking munching it out. Yeah, they were waiting for somebody else, and he was just like a bonus. There's Chong. Yeah, he, he just came wandering in. They're like, well, might as well. <laughs> yeah, he might go to jail again or something, and the pictures will happen. Hey, Tommy Chong, where are you flying today? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we uh, I live here. <laughs> we were doing the marijuana logs. We were touring around with Tommy, filling in sometimes. You know, he'd sit in one of the seats, and Tony and Arj and I uh, were going. We went over the border in like one of those long limousines from uh, Seattle to Vancouver. Yeah, and uh, they pulled us over. It searched the entire limo, took us inside. You know, and interviewed all of us. You know, because. Fucking Tommy Chong. Yeah. Of course there's going to be a good chance that they're going to find something. But they were also very polite to him because they were all excited that, you know, movie star time. You know, like even people that are enforcing the laws against pot are, are cool with, you know, Cheech and Chong movies. So, uh, so, he, so he got a nice treatment or whatever. Then we get back in the, in the fucking limo and we're driving along. And Tony pulls this fucking fat joint out of his pocket that he had the entire time that he didn't know about. <laughs> So it all went smoothly. Nobody was sweating it because we thought we didn't have any weed on us, but Tony had a little bit on him, and we still got it through. And here's another thing I just learned uh, recently. Over the past, this is a travel tip. I have a belt right here that's got some metal in it, right? And I've just been untucking my shirt and walking through the metal detector, and at, every, at the last 18 airports I'm keeping track, I've worn a belt through the metal detector, and it hasn't set it off. So don't take your belts off, guys. Just untuck your shirts. I, I, I leave liquids in my bag just to test the, the shit and then see if they take what, it What, like uh, liquid nitrogen? Yeah. <laughs> some, ble <laughs> some bleach? Why are you traveling with so much bleach, sir? They don't... The weird thing is it's really random, you know, whether or not they, they actually enforce any of the rules at all. Oh, it's all, you know, and they're not, uh, I also like to say, people are like, you travel with weed? And it's like, they're not looking for weed. <laughs> There's this thing going on in the world right now that's fear of terrorism, and that's what they're, they're looking for, bombs. They're not, if they found weed in my bag, which I wouldn't let, I wouldn't be in that situation, but if they did, I don't, I don't think... Do you, have we heard of anybody being arrested at an airport for, for, for drug possession or weed? Not lately. No, that goes straight through. That's not what they're looking for. <laughs> they can find it and go, is this weed? Internationally, yeah, it's weed. internationally yeah, that's a whole other story. You know, like, like I was in uh, Australia, and they have these uh, drug dogs that are like cute little beagles. <laughs> so it's like the most adorable <laughs> crime prevention <laughs> in, in, in the whole world. 
Like, oh, oh fuck, I gotta get away from that. I can't pet that little doggy. I had an experience in, in Australia where I had that moment where they were going through my bags so they brought some CDs. And, you, you know, as an American, sometimes you give a little too much information. And the guy goes, you wouldn't be transporting, uh, you know, any drugs. And I said, uh, no, nah, I don't do them anymore. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, well, what did you do when you did them? And I'm like, no, no, I mean, I just drank. <laughs> and uh, it, it was really fucking awkward because you realize, like, this guy's not here to support me. He's not, <laughs> he's, he's not my friend. Where, uh, where are you going next, man? I'll be at 88 Broadway in Urbana, Illinois on uh, December 5th uh, doing the Lakeshore Theater in Chicago oh, that's great. on December 6th. And December 11 and 12, I'll be at the Palms Casino in Las Vegas. I smoke a lot of pot, you guys. He's <laughs> fucking great. Doug Benson, ladies and gentlemen. I can still remember that that's shit. That's amazing. Wow. What is, how does he do it? Let's, uh, I gotta, I'm going to have to bring out the, the, the last two actors. Have to. Uh, well, no, I mean, I feel it's bad. It's a pleasure for everyone out. concerned. These guys are the best. You want to stay out here and do it? I'll be Whether, happy to. Let's, uh, I, I didn't is do it. This, this is uh, everyone we're going we're gonna to enjoy. Uh, we're going to put our mics down. And this is sort of a treat because uh, a lot of you know Jim Earl. Jim Earl is uh, he's a, a comedian. He was part of the famous comedy duo Lank and Earl in the in the seventies, I think, wasn't it, Jim? The seventies in San Francisco. He's also uh, a, a, a great comic writer. But tonight he's doing something he's very passionate about, and uh, we should be thrilled to have him because uh, first and foremost, Jim is a poet, and and Jim Jim Earl is now going to do some poetry for you. So please welcome uh, Jim Earl to the stage. Thank you so much. It is a great honor being here tonight on this stage in front of these fine people. I would like to uh, read this poem to you <laughs> entitled Office Depot Customer Feedback Letters. <laughs> Dear Fuckhole, if you so much as go near or even look at my son again, I'll hunt you down like an animal and cut off your balls. P.S. Thanks for helping me select the right workstation for my computer system. You'd be surprised how many times I've been led astray by some unknowledgeable salesman who doesn't even know his third-party software from an IBM networking protocol. Now I can save my hypercard stacks as standalone applications and distribute them royalty-free. <laughs> Kudos to Office Depot. You really are my one-stop office store. <laughs> Signed, Ted. <laughs> Dear Monster, last night my wife broke down in tears and told me you fondled her breast while threatening her with a club. Your kind makes me sick, preying on the weak and defenseless. May God have mercy on your wicked soul. Pray to your maker, you perverted beast. For the time will come when I wrap your intestines around your neck like a garden hose and piss on your face. P.S. Thanks for steering my wife to the part of the store that really represents value pricing. Having looked everywhere, and I mean everywhere, <laughs> for inexpensive bulk memo pads, 
She was just about at the end of her rope. But with one look in the post-it notes bin, she knew Office Depot hadn't let her down. It's not hard to guess why this week is Memo-mania week. Signed, the man is going to kill you. Dear Sicko, having raised a family and been happily married for over 30 years now, I can with full confidence state that your behavior is indicative of a dementia so foul, so disturbing, so bestial, that even the very demons of Hades would turn away in shame. Good God, man, have you no soul? At what point did the light of decency within you die, taking with it your last warm feelings for humanity? Soon this world will relieve itself from the wretched burden of putrefaction that is your life, and your last breath will be my rebirth. (laughs) However, (laughs) your suggestion that I use Southworth ivory bond paper for all my letterheads, deeds, and presentations was right on. (laughs) Now I know what you meant when you said, Use a paper people will remember that looks and feels valuable, just like you. Mucho thanks for going out of your way to help with my media needs. Sign the Crimson Banner of Righteousness. It's the last one. Dear Mr. Earl, put your guns down and come out of the store with your hands up. The pipe bomb exploded nowhere near your mother's vagina. (laughs) We know you're not a real terrorist. (laughs) P.S. Thanks for suggesting that colored envelope. Signed, Sergeant McDulty. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Eddie Pepitone, come out here, Eddie. Let's do this. I ran late. But I'd like you to, to focus focus on, you know, that, that, that thing that drives you out there. Okay. Right. I, I, I just want to talk a little bit, and, you know, I know Mark has run late, and there's a bunch of fucking people in the back of this theater now, practicing their little fucking routines so they can be on parks and recreation in, in, in about two weeks. Which, by the way, at least park and, parks and recreation... Maybe they should call it park and recreation. Maybe if it was kept to one fucking park, we'd have a fucking chance because still waters, folks, run deep. Okay? Still waters run deep. And we are a society who just fucking Twitters. And there's a darker side to Twitter, okay? You didn't hear, you know, there's a fucking guy who went crazy last week at Fort Hood. He fucking mowed down all these soldiers. And nobody wants to twit about that. They want to twit. No, they want to twit about their fucking cat. And so... And, and then they also want to talk about how they feel. Oh, I feel this way. I feel that way. This is what this stage is for. This is how I feel. I'm so 
fucking special. Oh, really? We live in a military industrial complex that is fucking dominated by vampirism. That's right. Twilight fucking fucking Twilight. John C. Riley, who I used to respect, is running around doing vampire movies now. And all the women, all the women want to fuck vampires and firemen. And let me tell you, no, let me tell you something. Fuck the firemen. Fuck the firemen. They can fuck it. They can fuck it. All they do is run around putting out fires. You know, that happens just very small part of the year. The rest of the year, the rest of the year, firemen are just sitting around fucking making a lot of money. And they're not even the people I want to attack, yet I will attack them. I will attack them because my anger knows no bounds. I can try and sit and meditate, and the only thing that meditation does is make me fucking angry. That's all it does, because the idea of meditate, and this is what we're given as an elixir. Oh, just sit in one spot. Sit in one spot and let everything fucking go. Let it all fucking go, because you don't really exist. You were never born. This doesn't exist. Everything's fucking impermanent, especially your ass and your family. And I'll tell you the only thing that is important, and I know I attacked it at the beginning, is cats. I love cats. I have cats that, I have cats that lay on my chest. I have cats that lay on my chest and fuck you dog people. No. Yeah, you're right. No, no, I agree no, with no. You. there's I agree always the dog people and Doug even brought up beautiful beagles. I like, I like dogs. <laughs> he even brought up beagles and I love dogs. I love dogs, but in my apartment and I'm 51, still have an apartment, part of my anger issues. <laughs> we are not allowed to have dogs in this apartment. So we have cats and God damn it, me and my girlfriend who's in the front row, she's always in the front row because she knows I could go at any time. <laughs> and she wants to be here. She wants to be here for that, to pick up the pieces. And thank God for her. Eddie Pepitone. You can turn the music on. Keep it going for Doug Benson, Whitney Cummings, Chris Hardwick, Maria Bamford. Jim Earl. For all your comedy needs, go to punchlinemagazine.com and go to wtfpod.com for everything else. You've been a great audience. Thank you for coming. My apologies to the improv kids after this show. Good night.